magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number TBD, because I forgot to look it up before we started recording, and it's like 492, I'm going to go with 493, episode 493, Uh, we weren't around last week, so sorry about that had something come up at the last minute we could not record and those things happen but we always feel bad about it and uh so i want to say sorry and we're back and um so something me and eli were just talking about is that uh i got super sick this last weekend um which is always fun on a holiday weekend and um i'm still kind of recovering i'm way in a way better place than i was earlier in the week but uh, still have some congestion, stuff like that, and not sure how long. I'll be able to talk. A normal hour podcast <laughs> usually destroys me when I'm healthy. So uh, recovering Jared might not last all that lo- much longer. But um, so anyway, uh, <clears throat> we were just talking about something that I was going to talk about on the actual oh, show. And now I forgot what it was. This is COVID. Oh, yeah, you went to a rodeo. COVID so. Nightmare. <clears throat> breaking news uh today's actually my birthday hmm. 40 today the big 40 um we are doing wow. a one step closer going, to death jared yeah i surprised i made it to 40 but um especially getting sick on monday too i was like oh god it's the Here rona it i'm gonna die before i hit 40 i guess technically i have until 7 p.m tonight so hopefully i make it if these are my last words i loved you all um but anyway, so before the show, we were talking about um, Eli went to an event and it was weird because it's kind of like things are starting to happen now, yeah. post-pandemic era, um, and it still feels weird to be around people and not safe, and especially around other people that are very cavalier about any sort of distancing or wearing masks or right. any of that stuff. Right. Um, and so I hadn't done a ton of stuff during the pandemic in terms of like big crowded things or whatever, I've gone to like a couple restaurants here and there and stuff. But, um, so this weekend, uh, tonight actually we're going to go for my birthday, do a little staycation and go to this cool hotel that's in my city here. Um, and then go out to it. The, it's like connected to a really nice recently restaurant. Gone viral. I actually saw that on TikTok yeah. before did, you, did you mentioned anything to me. Yeah, if you've seen the viral story going around where um, a bunch of people uh, yell at these this lesbian couple in a pool for making out in a rooftop pool at a hotel, that's where I'm going. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. I was like super stoked. I was like, oh, man, the rooftop pool, that's going to be fun and stuff. And now I'm like, well, I mean, it's not like it. it's still going to be fun. Yeah. It's fine. But it's just like funny that that happened there. The weekend before I was going to go there. So anyway, um, so yeah, this will be 
Not really like the first time I've gone out and done something like this, but it'll be interesting to see. It's the first time since like vaccinations have become, you yeah. know, widely available and stuff like that. And, and the restrictions, like the actual restrictions are all set to lift in California, I think June 15th. So we're like less than two weeks away from things just being completely back to normal and it's full seating and everywhere and full whatever oh, yeah, and mass see, mandates, you, we, you know. We've been back to normal arguably since uh um, since the beginning <laughs> yeah april 2020 well it's funny too because it's like anybody that i mean i never heard of anybody getting like fined or something for like not enforcing mass things or whatever it was all yeah. sort of like a on on your honor system type thing or, or whatever and so i mean i'm sure there's places that are just like we never wore masks and I'm proud of it yeah. and never will or whatever um which is like great good for you i'm I don't know. I if this was after June fifteenth, I still would be rocking my mask. You know what I mean? And I'm still going to be going to public things. Yeah. Um, I kind of but reduce my mask wearing to only things that are like very crowded indoors. Like, you yeah. Know, if I can go to like Walmart or whatever and just stay away from most people, like I don't feel weird about not. Can wearing you mask stay away from bit. people at Walmart? I don't know. I, mean, I, I feel like out of all the examples you could have pulled, Walmart. Well, I try to shop at like you know in the evening and stuff when people aren't there anyway. Just, no, I, I'm just but, kidding. I uh, I'll, so we went so last weekend. Actually, the day I woke up starting feeling sick was Saturday um, or Sunday, and we went to a uh, day game at the minor league team here. Um, which is cool. It's actually the Giants minor league team, which is fun because I'm a Giants fan. But um, had a, a, a minor league game. They're called the Rivercats, the team. Um, I haven't been to a Rivercats game in a few years, and so it was fun. But we also were excited to take Anthony. He'd never been mm, to a live baseball cool. game or whatever, and he's two now. And so I feel like it's a good age to go do stuff like that. And uh, they have a cool thing. Like you can buy lawn seats. And um, out past the home run wall is like a big lawn, um, like hill. And so you can sort of like just post up there with your chairs or your blankets or whatever. And it's pretty casual. It's better than like sitting in a seat the whole time, especially yeah. with a two-year-old, I'm sure. So um, that was really fun. We did that. And uh, it was a really good time. It was exhausting chasing a two-year-old around a ballpark. But um, And it was like 102. It was like one of the hottest days. I think though Monday was hotter. Actual Memorial Day was like 108, oh. um, which is like I didn't even leave my house. The, speaking um, of which, we just got a whole new fucking AC system installed yesterday. So how's it treating you? Rip my money. Really good. Like our. Yeah. So we had a, uh, a 20 year old system in our house here. Yeah. Which um, interestingly enough. So like we turned it on and it started getting hot and it was just like. Oh my God, this thing is running like 24 hours a day and our house is yeah. like getting warmer, you know, like we could yeah. like maintain like four degrees cooler than like outside temperature. Basically it was really uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh shit. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I should get on replacing this now because like, while it kind of works, like it's going to clearly is on its way to just exploding and, I'd yeah. rather do it at the start of the season so we can enjoy it this year instead of like paying insane electric bills and then having it just like explode in like the middle of July. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then when you're calling like the HVAC people, they're like, yeah, dude, we're booked out for weeks. Like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. so yeah, we, uh, had it swapped out yesterday. They, they put in, so it was interesting is that the size of our 
our HVAC system was correct for like the square footage of the house, but they didn't calculate like the heat load of the house. So it's apparently two different things. And you just take like whatever's yeah. greater between the two or something. So like huh. we've got like a lot of windows and um, like a vaulted ceiling and stuff. So we actually needed like a closer to a four ton unit. And so we had like huh. almost half the amount of like cooling capacity we should have had, which is wow. kind of like makes sense why it just like was never yep. able to keep up. And it yeah. makes sense too, because we were we were talking about it when we first like lived at this place. You're we like, yeah, it's really weird. Like they've got these extremely heavy drapes over all the cur- all the windows and yeah, and all this stuff. And I was just like, this is dumb. Like these are gonna go because I don't want to like live in some weird old grandma's house with these yeah ultra heavy drapes. But like after talking to the AC guy, he's like, oh, that's probably why because like that's the only way they were able to like get the place cold was by just covering everything yeah. up. Yeah, and I was like, oh well, that yeah. sucks. So yeah, yeah. So we spent a ton of money and uh, now I have AC that works. So that's that's one of those expenses. I feel like it's worth it because a few things like 20 years old, like that's old, but also um, it's not like as old as, you know, some things I feel like in a house that are like those types of things should last 50 years or whatever, you know, but 20 years is like, yeah, I mean, that's like extreme end of life for that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's like also from a time when energy saving and all that crap wasn't a thing and, and whatever. And so like you look at the energy efficiency of appliances and systems like that. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like light years ahead. Um, and then you're going to save so much money too from just not having the thing constantly be running to oh, not yeah. be able to keep up or whatever. And yeah, so I feel cool. like you spend all that money up front, but in the long run, it pays off Yeah. Um, because all your other bills go down and stuff. So Because like, man, now when it kicks on, like it kicks on for like maybe 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. And then we're good for quite a while and it'll kick on again for, you know, 15 minutes or so, as opposed to like nice. before, like I shit you not, it was on until I turned it off. Yeah. That's not good. And it was just, just very, very bad. So yeah. 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 That, was, that was cool. It was a fun way to spend an absolute ass load of money, but <laughs> I don't know. well, it's, Whatever. uh, You'll have a nice, cool house. But yeah, that's that's, that's one of those things. Like, I would rather be poor and comfortable. Yeah. Instead of be like sitting on cash and sweating my balls off. Yeah, that's a that's always been my mantra with running it too. Where it's like, um, oh well, you're you know, we want to save on money, so set the thermostat to eighty. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like I'm not gonna sit in an eighty degree house when it's a hundred something out. Like I'm going to put it to what makes me comfortable and pay for it because I have a job and I can, you know, that's what I work for so I can live a comfortable life. Yeah. I mean, there's also like, I, I mean, you guys don't have much humidity in Northern California though, do you? No. Yeah. Like, see no. like for, so both living in Chicago and in Tennessee, like we kind of get, yeah. it gets kind of humid. So like for us, I mean, I keep my AC at the low seventies because it's kind of what I like, yeah. but, um, you know, when you go over to people's houses that are the 80 degree AC people, like even just like yeah. getting that humidity cut is significant. Yeah. You know, like 80 degrees with like 50% humidity with fans is really nice compared to like you know, that same temperature, but like, you know, 90% humidity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, we uh, have a new AC now. So that's cool. So this is um, more breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, I got an email from Playdate. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they tweeted huh. something like uh, about an hour ago. Oh, okay. So Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, 9 a.m., they got a Playdate update video. 
It's part of, <sighs> is it technically part of E3 then? I mean, it's happening during E3. Um, it's kind of interesting what's happening with E3 this year, where it's like the the ESA, the organization that puts it on, is still like very much going through the song and dance that E3 is something that exists and that they're in control of and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's just at the same yeah. time, it's like, you know, uh, several video game companies are just doing very large live streams during what would have been E3 yeah. week. Yeah, and just, no, just, it's true. It's weird. Yeah, just like making sure not to kind of like overlap each other, it seems like. And that's yeah. the extent of E3 week. Uh, speaking of E3, did you sign up for any of it? No. I. So I here's the thing that drives me nuts about E3. What's the point like, of signing up, though? Like everything's just on Twitch. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I was going to do it anyway because I got the email like, hey, you know, register for E3 or whatever. I mean, normally, if we were going to the event, yeah, you'd register for E3. And we've we've covered it a ton over the years. And so, but it's so asinine that, like, the, the stuff they require of you yeah. to send in to be, like, qualified to attend virtually to E3, I gave up halfway through because I was like, okay, I have to send you a copy of my license. I have to send you, like, screenshots of, like, articles. I have to send you... Google Analytics, like traffic data. I have to send you like all of this stupid shit. And then one of the um, one of the fields is like, oh, have you covered E3 in the past? Please list the years you've covered, you know, separated by commas. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, 2009, 2010, 2011, <laughs> 2012, 2012. And I was like, this is so, dude, like 11 straight E3s that we've covered as Touch Arcade why am I having to jump through all these hoops? There should be like a, Hey, I've been doing this for a while. Sign me up for the E3 thing. I'll be logged into your system. You can steal my data, yeah. have annoying people email me, whatever. But like, I was like, what's the, why am I jumping through all these hoops? Not like touch our kids. Like, Oh, we're this big place that blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, it's like, we're established. We've been around a long time. We've yeah, covered just E3 feel specifically. Like, type your name in their database. Be like, Oh, okay. This guy's signed up for, like 11 years yeah. in a row. Okay, cool. Like we don't. Yeah. And I feel like in years past when this has been an issue where it's like, man, we did, I have to send all this stupid shit in like, what the hell? Um, you've been able to email the people that send out like that sort of like blanket registration email and be like, Hey, can you just like make sure I get my thing or whatever? Or we'll show up at the event and be like, Hey, register me at the desk or whatever. And then, then they just look you up by name and they knew who you are yeah. or whatever. And, Remember the year that we went there and they made us like print out articles that we physically print out. Yes. Yeah. It was insane. Like we went, we stood in line for like the, the media registration or whatever. And you know, we were like, Hey, I was Eli and Jerry with touch our cable, like answer, yeah. answer their questions. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, um, you know, we need a copy of driver's license. Here you go. Um, and we need you guys to go print us out like, you know, a, a dozen things that you each have written or something like that. And, and <laughs> yeah. It's within like, the last like three weeks. Or yeah. Something. It's like, then go over there, the, the printers and the computers are, it was like <laughs> totally, totally insane with like people are in similar situations, like next to us at their dumb little computer being like, what in the fuck is going on? here?" Yeah. And on top of all this, it's like, uh, Oh, by the way, the connection is shit here and you can't load your own website yeah. to get any of this info. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like with E3 like becoming less and less relevant, like hanging on by a thread really at this point, who cares about E3 anymore? They care about the events that happen the week of E3, yeah. but the specific E3 stuff, nobody cares about. Um, 
I feel like when you're grasping on a relevancy that hard, um, you should make shit like this better. You should make it easier. You should make it way friendlier, especially when you're having an online only thing. Yeah. Make it super easy to register and watch whatever and, and make, go ahead and make some of the stuff exclusive to like registered people or whatever, but like make it super easy for everyone to attend instead of like me, who's, I don't care at all about being registered for E3 or being any part of it or whatever. And I'm sure I won't miss anything. So whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just boggles my mind. But yeah. Well, particularly considering that, like, this same company, ESA, has, like, had massive data breaches in the past. Dude, they should be, yeah, walking on eggshells with everything they do after yeah. all of that craziness. So they so. very much should not be doing the whole, like, oh, send us a copy of your driver's license and your social security number and your blood type and yeah, right. 18 things right. you've written. Right. And all this no, other shit. I, like, I, I just, I don't know. So, anywho, um, play date. Next Tuesday, 9 a.m. This will for sure be a topic on next week's uh, podcast because yeah. we are both big Playdate. Uh, what is it? Like simps? Are we simps for the Playdate? Is that what the kids say? Oh, I would, would say? say I'm a huge simp just yes. in general. I'm an uh, ultimate yeah. simp. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sorry if that's an offensive term. I, I haven't been keeping up, but uh, oh, yeah, that invoked Siri. I was talking to you. Um, <laughs> God, a friend of mine's kid. I don't even know how old he is. He just sends me uh, like dumb memes every now and again, right? Yeah. And this kid, everyone is either a simp or a cuck. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you're like eleven years old. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's hilarious. Because um, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they've. I've always thought those were two extremely sexual terms. I mean, maybe they're not. I don't know. But I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't know. A, a, a simp, I feel like it, that's the same as like a stand, right? Like you're st- you stand for I think something it's, that I you think like. It's being, I think it's a stand, but with like a way more like desperate sexual connotation to it. Hmm. That suits me then. Because, um, well, so I don't really know for sure. Stan, Stan is based on an Eminem song though. Like that's where that comes from. Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, I get um, that. Whereas a simp. Which that still seems like a weird thing yeah, to have no, become up. A term, I, whatever. Whereas a simp is the, in the context I've always heard that is in like e girls and stuff. Yeah, right. Well, I'll have to get into the e girl scene, the VTuber scene, I guess. Yeah, yes. Um, this makes me feel very old. Sorry. Maybe ask your Play son. Dates. Maybe he knows. No, he's two. Don't make that happen. Um, Three things they're going to be talking about, in addition to more, I'm sure. But three things they share in this email is that the Playdate's final price is 179. Okay, it was 149. People were mad about that. Uh, 179. To be honest, keep raising it until yeah. all the annoying complainers. Yeah. Just so there's more for me to buy when it goes on announce, pre-order. Announce a new price. And then every time yeah. someone complains, make it twenty dollars more expensive the next time you announce it. For real. For real. Um, so be the price raise is partially at least due to um, they've doubled the number of games that are going to be in season one. So this thing is going to be bundled with 24 games instead of 12. And uh, if you remember, one of the cool things about Playdate is like it's designed to have like a season yeah. of game releases. And so like once a week, like whatever, every Friday or something, 
a new game will be able to be downloaded from their service to you. In addition to this thing's going to be like a homebrew awesome thing oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where people can make whatever games they want for that's it. I'm what, sure that's what I'm excited for that. is because like right. the, the, the uh, developers that are, have signed on to the Playdate so far are the exact kind of people that, yeah. you know, are going to spur this community of like, you know, itch.io kind of, uh, yeah. you know, just indie shit, right? Yeah, and there's going to be, because it has a crank and it has this weird, unique screen and, and all this stuff, um, people are going to come up with some stuff nobody ever envisioned yeah. just because the indie community, I think, will be really strong behind it. But Yeah, I think um, it, I think then they said, like, I don't remember the pricing, but it was like subsequent seasons were like, I think like 50 bucks or something like that or... I wanted to. I want to say it was like twenty. Like each season was going to be twenty, and there's going to be twelve games. But that seems a little low. So it might yeah, have been more like fifty. More. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess if you kind of like look through the context of like, all right, the thing itself is like a hundred bucks, and you're basically like pre buying like what seventy dollars of, of the games, twenty four games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. That doesn't seem that unreasonable. I guess I don't know. No, and I think. Um, I think it'll be nice too. like um, their officially released like slate of games will be sort of like, I mean, there will be some quirky, weird homebrew stuff for sure. But I feel like these you can feel confident and like they sought out these specific developers to create for this thing. And so the games that they make and release as part of their seasons um, will be like really good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So probably all the stuff you'd want to buy, it's like you buy a switch and you know, you want the Mario Zelda Metroid games or whatever you want all the first party Nintendo stuff. I feel like that's what the, their seasonal games will be like. It's like, this is the first party built for play date, great stuff. But then there's also going to be all this other cool community stuff or whatever. So anyway, um, so season one, I'll actually have 24 games. That's awesome. And I hope they do the weekly release thing. Cause that's what like, uh, six, oh, six months, more than three months or something yeah. like that. So <clears throat> yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be um, neat. I, I I don't know. I guess we'll I'll buy one. We'll see how okay. they end up doing it. Yeah. Um, and then they've also doubled the internal storage, which is now four gigs, which that doesn't sound like anything. But does this thing um, have Wi-Fi on board to download these games, or you need to like hook it up to something? I want to say it does does have Wi-Fi, um, but I could be wrong. I know it's got USB C, and that's going to be one of the ways because every unit too is also a dev unit, and so mm-hmm. everything's going to interface through the USB C port as far as i know there's not gonna be any other weird ports or anything so um it might be you actually have to cable up to actually download data to it i'm not really sure we will find out i'm so excited for this stupid thing i can't wait for next tuesday's little video um all i've wanted for the last two years is for this thing to come out um but anyway we'll definitely talk about this more next week after the video actually happens but if you want to tune in yourself uh, tuesday at 9 a.m I'm both, sure you can find them on YouTube or whatever. Uh, both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi Blue used to download games to the Playdate. Hmm. I wonder if it makes sense. It would, it would yeah. be weird if it was wired. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what people come up with with like Bluetooth accessories and stuff. Because it's, yeah. what's going to be neat is like these guys seem to be just building it from the complete ground up to be just a super open platform that encourages you to fuck yeah. with it, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. So like that to me just seems really neat to have this like piece of kit that like, you know, that like all the most creative people in the game dev scene are going to be like coming yeah. up with all sorts of crazy stuff for it. Yeah. Well, they're, they're hardware partners, the teenage engineering or whatever, which if you never looked them up, they make like crazy, like chip tune, little music player things and stuff like that. Um, tons of really cool stuff that if I was like talented at all in terms of musical stuff or whatever, I would totally yeah. pick one up. They're, they're designed to sort of be the same sort of thing where, 
musicians on the road, like you can record your voice, you can make little beats, you can do different sounds and, and kind of create things on the go really easily. Or you can like plug them all into like fancy equipment and use them like more professionally to like create actual stuff, which I think is really cool. That kind of seems like the video game version of like the music stuff that they make. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, I, a lot of, a lot of promise across the board on, on all this stuff. Like I don't, and I almost wonder how much of like the price race was just like them just needing to raise the price to get it produced because like you remember two years oh. ago or more when they announced this thing like a lot has changed in the world like yeah particularly when it comes to like electronics manufacturing and stuff and it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if they just had to be like look we'll just pay more money for you just to make this because yeah you know otherwise it's just yeah. not going to happen right now i mean shit i've been trying to buy a video card for my computer for like over a year now and just oh, like dude it's a disaster a yeah. complete disaster i mean like yeah anything like consoles you name it like just yeah. uh so I, it's i'm glad that this is not being delayed maybe i don't know that could be part of the announcement too is that it's getting delayed again yeah. like who knows yeah we'll find out they all they really mention is don't worry pre-orders aren't going to open up right after the video or anything like that so don't like feel like you have to be there to because you want to pre-order they're going to talk more about when they're going to do pre-ordering feel, and stuff during the video yeah i feel, I feel like they weren't they do it didn't they say something about how like they're going to take pre-orders and then like close it at a certain date and that's how many units they will order as like that first batch so if, as long as you're in on the pre-order you're going to get the first batch or it was something like, like that. that something very reasonable like very reasonable most. that like nintendo and everyone else should probably do yeah no exactly that's that's the way pre-orders should be done and that's how they had wanted to do it but like um <clears throat> the global chip shortage and like manufacturing overseas and things like that. All that stuff has been really affected by pandemic. So <clears throat> it remains to be seen how that's going to change their plans or whatever. I will say at least, um, I don't think this thing's using any like super sought after like hardware, right? Cause it's such a quirky, weird device. Yeah. It's not like, Oh man, we can't get any more of these weird e ink black and white screens or, you know, whatever. Like right, it's all right. pretty specialty stuff just for this. So I yeah, think I'm that probably for it. Well. Uh, it's a yeah. effortless, effortless purchase. I think it's going to be a real cool platform. And, you know, when we played with it at PAX, that was like the highlight of that PAX for me. Oh, yeah. Like I still, really cool. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think what I like about it so much though, is it's just like so refreshing to see like mobile tech like that. That's just in like a completely new and wacky form factor. Like it almost kind of reminds me of like, back when cell phones used to all have unique designs and stuff, you know? Yeah. And now everything yeah. like has just kind of solidified into like, this is a design. This is the best yeah. thing to do. Blah, blah, blah. So like yeah. to have these guys come out of the movie, like, no, we're going to make this like little blocky thing with a black and white screen, a crank like yeah. that to me feels a lot like when Nokia would come out with these like, you know, crazy phones that would like open up and have a keyboard that, yeah. you know, is on like both sides of the screen in the center or like, the phone yeah. that had like the rotary dial on it and like all this other crazy crap, yeah. you know, like I just think that's, that's cool. There's a lot of people that are bummed out about the state of smartphones right now and mm -hmm. tablets to a certain extent where, because everything's the same slab of glass and there's no real innovation. It's all kind of coming software side. And there's been a couple like the LG wing, I would say was like a really like crazy out there thing. That's not really for me, but it was like cool to see them doing something crazy and out there like that. Um, and then there's the foldable stuff, which is kind of like settled into like three or four different designs and that's kind of it. But like, just like you said, back in the days of, of cell phones, I feel like we're past the point of there being like wacky out there designs for smartphones. 
um, everyone just wants to have like the sleekest like slab of glass that you can have. Right, right. And uh, that's Apple's fault. Yeah, Thanks. There's, there's a pretty good meme that I've seen float around every now and again where it's like smartphones before the iPhone, smartphones after the iPhone. It's like, yeah, just a smorgasbord of crazy designs and like yeah. just glass, yeah. like black yeah. glass. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. Pretty crazy. Um, let's get into our uh, news stories because uh, my voice is already failing. I don't know how far we'll get through this. We might just stop. <coughs> I can talk about Albion Online. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. That's something you're into. Um, say what again now? Who, I what, can, where? Albion Online? Finally. Oh, yeah. Let's, we'll finally coming <coughs> to mobile. Uh, yeah, I thought this was funny. So they just casually tweeted this out that um, so Albion they, Online is... Yeah, it, so if if I haven't has been following this for the past fucking decade almost, um, literal decade, yeah. So these guys um, announced that they were. I feel like this got announced like just after EA kind of like canned their free to play Ultima Online on mobile, right? Uh-huh. And and it, I don't know if this was intentional or not with the, like the life cycle of this game, but it seemed like, and I definitely fall in this demographic, so I was I was really paying attention to this, so. EA announced a new Ultima Online that was going to be a free-to-play game on mobile. And I was like, oh, all right. I fucking love Ultima Online. This is uh, pushing all my buttons. This is pretty cool. Um, It came out. It was really just okay. Being very Uh, generous as someone that, you know, has a lot of nostalgia for that IP, I would describe it as really crossing your eyes and calling it okay. So for everyone else, it was probably just dog shit. Um, You know, it did didn't seem to have very many players and you know of course they just canned it not long after and then albion online i don't know if they announced it after it or just popped up on my radar after that they they kind of were yeah. like oh no like that we're making like one of these like hardcore kind of like isometric mmorpg kind of things where like you know possessions matter and like all this stuff yeah. that everyone likes about ultima online like we're we're little hooks into this game and i was like oh shit okay i'm super duper into this and uh-huh. as part of their initial announcement they were like and you know it's going to be a totally cross-platform like you know play on the pc log out pick your theme up on your phone log out pick it back up on the pc you know everything's synced and in progress and and everything else and yeah. they even went as far as like uh contracting with like real deal authors to like build the lore of this game like somewhere around i think yeah. on my bookshelf i have like a couple of their novels that they put out that like, you know, tell yeah, the story right. of the game world. Yeah. I forgot um, about that. And then it was just kind of like, we had year after year of awkward GDC meetings with them where it was like, yeah. all right, here's, here's the, you know, kind of janky mobile version of the game, but it's coming real soon guys. We swear. Right. And then the next yeah. year, Hey, here's the ever so slightly less janky mobile version of the game. Uh, we're going to do early access on Android really soon. Just, you know, stay tuned. Right. right. And right. then, like, I don't know, it was almost like the whole MMO, like, went through its complete life cycle. And now they're yeah. like, oh, by the way, the mobile stuff's coming soon. Yeah. That's uh, basically my exact reaction was, like, this thing is still a thing? Like, yeah. why? after all these years, why are you still bothering? But um, looking into it more, um, it actually went through a, a, a bunch of changes on desktop. And um, it seems like it took a long time for them to sort of, like, find their identity as an MMO, you know what I mean? And also becomes more stable technically um, and stuff like that. And so I, it was probably smart to figure all that stuff out on desktop first. Yeah. Um, yeah and then, I, I kind of got bored of it when um, it first came out because like they leaned like really heavy into crafting being like one of the yeah. primary game 
mechanics and like as a low level guy it's just like okay well i guess all i have to do is skin rabbits and chop wood that's literally all i can do to progress i guess and yeah you know it is what it is and that's kind of all there is to it i guess which um i don't know well there's a good comment on uh what's that never mind i'm talking to Lindsay. there's a um good comment on our story about this where um somebody who's been playing it um has basically said it's it's been in beta on mobile for a long time and that if you really wanted you could send to them and be like hey give me access for the ios version or the android version or whatever um and they haven't been like shy about it or whatever but so this is like the official worldwide release but it's actually been on mobile for a few years at least anyway um but uh he also says that they've it's a really like solid foundation and um that they've kind of like really figured out a, a good way to have a really good economy and um that you actually get your own island to like chill out here. on and craft and gather resources and stuff like that which is okay. kind of cool so a live unboxing uh, live unboxing of what is that a magnet fishing kit oh I was okay. watching I was watching YouTube videos of people pulling the craziest shit out of the water with giant magnets, huh. you know, like two in the morning after, you know, you, yeah. you start watching like the one thing you wanted to watch. You go through all the QAnon and nine eleven truther videos, oh, yeah. and then it's like, hey, let's show you some magnet fishing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's uh, that actually sounds really cool. Um, there's a uh, a local guy who has a YouTube channel that's um, he dives in the various lakes and rivers around California and finds things for people. Oh yeah. yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> and he does it just for fun anyway. So he'll go diving if he finds things to like talk about it or whatever. But then if people specifically were like, Hey, I was out the, at the lake and I lost my wedding ring or something like that. He'll like go try and find it for you. And uh, it's the most fascinating. So that's just a giant magnet. Yeah. I don't want to like put it near anything. Crap. I don't want to fuck anything up, but. It, yeah, it's gonna wipe your computer. Um, I don't know what I have. On but anyway, it's really interesting uh, watching his YouTube, the stuff that oh, he yeah, finds, and the cool. stories, and the people that are. Wow, that's a very powerful magnet. Yeah, I don't know where to put this. It seems like with the amount of electronics I have, anywhere I put this is gonna be problematic. Put it in the Maybe middle I'll just of your. Keep this floor. outside. Yeah. <laughs> keep it outside. Just keep it in the bottom of the lake. Pull it up every few days and see yeah. what got attracted to it. Um, I'll let you know if I get anything cool. cool. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that uh, once you find some cool stuff. I'm sure you will. You'll find something. A lot of garbage, like, I'm sure. Like, oh, a lot cool. of fish hooks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anywho, uh, Albion Online, if you've followed Touchcade for a long time, you've no doubt seen us post about it. We posted about it a ton. Um, I was very blown away to see that it's still a thing and that it actually has a release date and that it's actually next Wednesday. So, June 9th iOS and Android is the date that you'll be able to play Albion Online. Pretty cool. So this thing comes um, with Threadlocker, and it tells you you need to apply two to three drops of the Threadlocker to the threads and screw in the eyelet, then allow it to dry for 24 hours. Why don't they just fucking do that ahead of time? Because, man. a whole day so I don't lose this dumb thing? You're going to lose it. Then you have to order the bigger one to get your old one yeah, back. Yeah. That's their scam. <laughs> Right. Just increasingly larger magnets. Um, um, but yeah, I would say if you're into um, Albion Online, the idea of Albion Online, it might be worth looking into the few different like Ultima Online player run shards that are out there. Because, uh, I mean, that 
Ultima Online is such a fucking good game. It's, it's kind of stupid. And uh, there's a bunch of player run. Sh- Man, I can't even like get my screwdriver in to unlock this thing. Like every time I put the <laughs> screwdriver near it, it's like, nope, I'm going to the magnet. That's funny. All right, well, this uh, is cool. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, try both, I guess, whatever. I'll check it out. It's free, so whatever. Um, so <clears throat> let's talk about this Inkle game launching because that's pretty cool. Um, so Inkle, who makes 80 Days and the Sorcery games, and they make Heaven's Vault on other platforms, but basically... Kind of like the masters of uh, interactive fiction um, games, game book style things. Um, Surprise launched a new game called Overboard. And uh, pretty cool that they kind of have been able to keep this under the wraps and just launch it. Be like, here it is. Here's our new game. It's done. Um, It launched on iOS and PC and Switch all at the same time. And it's actually a really cool premise for a game. You're basically out at sea on a cruise ship and it takes place in the 1930s and um, you play a woman who pushes her husband overboard and murders him. Okay. I saw a lot of people talking about this on Twitter. Yeah. It's a, it's a really clever idea. Um, The entire game is you um, moving around the different parts of the ship and then talking to every, all the other um, people that are on the boat, um, trying to use information and use whatever means you can really to pin the murder on someone else before you land on shore at your destination. Um, so it gives you like a eight hour time frame of being able to gather as much information as you can and, and try to figure out a way to pin his murder on somebody else so that you can, you know, get away with it or whatever. It's, li- it's literally like a getaway with murder simulator. Um, but in a whimsical, fun way, not like a gruesome way. <laughs> I guess it's kind of gruesome, but yeah, you know, anyway, the, the whimsical murder, <laughs> my favorite genre. It's, it's a really short game if you're just playing through it, right? It's like one of those ones that's like 30 minutes to an hour to like do a playthrough. But um, once you sort of like learn the different things that you can do, and if you really try to like hedge all your bets and, and really be, you know, find like the perfect way to get away with this um it can take a little bit longer than that but it's also because it's inkle it's much like 80 days you know um and in many ways the different sorcery games and stuff like that it's meant to be replayed in like a million different ways and it can branch out in a bunch of different ways and what's kind of cool about this game is that um the game world lives on it 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 reacts to your decisions but it also lives on on its own um, so like the different other, the other people on the boat and stuff like that will go about their business and do things and things will happen and oh, you'll yeah. hear about what happened or whatever, regardless of kind of what you're doing, they're going to be doing their own thing and stuff. And that can kind of change and shape how the outcome will be or, or what you'll be able to do to like try and get away with your murder or whatever. Um, just seems like a really cool, clever idea and executed really well just cause that's what Inkle does so well. So Pretty cool to see this launch this week. Overboard. Uh, I think it is six bucks on mobile. I think it's like 15 on Switch and PC. Has so. this been out for a while on Switch and PC or is it out at nope. the same time everywhere? Okay. It all launched today or this week all at the same time. So uh, 
I feel like mobile is probably the go-to way to play this anyway, and it's cheaper. So win, 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 I guess. All right, but, uh, update. I have Threadlocker on my magnet. Set the clock for 3.15 Eastern time tomorrow for magnet fishing. Okay. You're going to have a really fun Saturday. Just Eli and his magnet. That sounds like a Netflix series that's in the works. Oh, yeah. Eli and his magnet. Um, Man, I really don't know where to put this. I don't know either. What are we looking at time-wise? Uh, we've been recording for 39 minutes. That's it? Okay, I'm going to not ditch we'll go through all these stories so let's talk about space marshals now space marshals 3 which is a good game that launched uh i think it was october or was it october or november last year something like that list is oh wait where are you i skipped space marshals and went to ankle but now i'm going back to space marshals shit well i closed that one all right well whatever continue well what um basically just to say that they've released chapter two of space marshals three um if you remember, the Space Marshals games are great. This was the third one, but they're also trying a new pay model where it's uh, free to download and try, and then you can unlock different chapters from within the game. It's like designed to be episodic or whatever. Um, and so that was fine. It was like, I don't know, I'd say chapter one was like roughly like half the, the size of like a full Space Marshals game, one of the previous two or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so... Chapter two is about the same size, so it kind of doubles the game. Um, and it took them about six months to come out with this or whatever. And so their whole idea is basically like, if we could just keep releasing new chapters forever, just keep Space Russells going, we don't have to release like a new game. Um, and I'm kind of down for that. I think that's a good idea. So they at least have a chapter three in the works, and then we'll see what happens at, beyond that. Um, and I would expect chapter three to probably be sometime this the end of the year or maybe early next year, based on how long this one took. But anyway... Um, this new chapter is pretty cool. It introduces some new mechanics, one of which is being able to go into underwater. Um, one of the cool things about Space Marshals is it's like a top-down action game, almost like a dual-stick shooter, but also stealth elements um, play a heavy role. And so you'll sneak up to people, you'll hide in, in cover and stuff like that. Um, well, now with the ability to go into water, you can actually hide in the water, which I think is pretty cool. Um so yeah, there's a whole trailer for uh, Chapter Two. Looks really good. It's uh, normally it'd be five bucks, but if you already own Chapter One, um, it's only three, which I feel like is super reasonable for a whole new chapter of this game. And then if you haven't bought either of them yet, but you download the free one and like, oh, this game's awesome, I want all of it. Um, you can buy one chapters one and two in a bundle for eight bucks, which is like a dollar off each. So. Some options there in terms of, of paying for stuff. But if you already own Chapter 1 and you like it, obviously you're going to want to pick this one up and you'll be able to get it for just $3. What a deal. Anywho, Space Marshals 3 is great. Everyone should try it out. Yeah, the whole series is good. I mean. Yeah, those are like, it's probably my favorite mobile original series. So, <laughs> um, so in news that was not surprising in the least to anybody that's been paying attention, <laughs> Valorant Mobile was officially announced by Valorant. Riot Games. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Valor- Valorant? Valorant? Yeah. Valorant Mobile. Like the word Valor? Valorant. Valorant. I've always been saying Valorant. Valorant. What the fuck? But Valorant sounds way more right. Um, <laughs> Valorant Mobile. Officially announced, um, people have been speculating that this would come to mobile for like 
since it was originally announced for other platforms, I want to say like two or three years or something like that. Um, this is uh, Riot's 5v5 tactical shooter and kind of their uh, answer to what? Something like Overwatch or something like that? Or is it a different uh, piece? More like a like Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike, I guess. Okay. I, would... I don't follow this at all. I know it because it's a Riot game. Yeah, I, I'm s- I wasn't even sure that this is very popular, but I guess it is. It's super popular, but like I... I am not into it because I don't know. I, I played so much Counter-Strike and I just think I've aged out of those kind of like ultra super duper like fast paced Twitch games. Like when I play and, you know, I don't mean I play a ton of Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is fairly forgiving. You know, it's like oh, if you yeah. die, it's like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Whereas like it's a these, dirty cash game. Well, these team based sort of, uh, you know, shooting games that, yeah. you know, you just die. And you're like, all right, well, I'll just wait till the next round, I guess. So. Nothing I can do. Yeah, and and you right. put your team at like extreme disadvantage when you die, and yeah, I don't know. I just not into it. Too much stress. Too much to but worry. But people about. really, really, really like this game. So I yeah, you I know, get it. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, anywho, it uh, has now officially been announced that there's going to be a Valorant mobile. Um, kind of sounds like it's going to be Call of Duty mobile situation where it's not tied into the. Uh, PC or, or console versions of this. So, uh, <clears throat> anywho, uh, cool to see it officially announced. I guess is the story here. Yeah. Um, Riot's been doing well in the mobile space with uh, League of Legends Wild Rift has been a huge hit. I've and uh, shit out of that. Yeah, it's it's uh, everyone seems to love it. And then um, they have team fight tactics on mobile and uh, Legends of Runeterra too. So. Riot's cool. They're in with some mobile stuff. Uh, bringing Valorant to mobile is not a surprise at all. But now it's official. So there you yeah. go. Well, I mean, I think it, what's neat is like how these mobile ports of these very big games is just like a normal thing now. You know, like, like yeah. back in the day, it, it was expected. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, God, remember when like, oh, shit, what was it? Like Doom, the, the on-rails Doom shooter came to mobile and it was like, oh, my God, like. You know, yeah, a, a Doom game on mobile like that yeah. even kind of exists in the same universe as like the full blown like PC game. That's insane. And yeah, now yeah. it's like, oh yeah, of course you'd port your thing to mobile. Like, what what else are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. Um, so we talked about this when it was first announced. Um, Arte, the French publisher, um announced a new game called Unmaze, which sort of retail retells the story of the Minotaur from Greek mythology. And uh, it was a really interesting premise for a game. You basically play, you as a player need to help guide the two guys that are stuck in this labyrinth, um, help them get out. Uh, <clears throat> what is the other guy's name? Theseus and Asterion. I don't know. I'm not up on my Greek mythology. Uh, yeah, way. if you play um, Hades, you'll also Hades, come across yeah. these guys as, into that. as the boss yeah. of the fourth world, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's kind of clever because you as Ariadne, I'm probably butchering all these names, um, you are guiding these two through the labyrinth trying to help them get out, but you can only um, spend time with one person at a time. And so as you're helping one, the other is getting more lost in the maze and losing himself to mental madness and stuff like that. And, you know, coming across monsters and things like that. And so 
you have to kind of balance your time helping each of them out um, in order to not ignore one long enough that they succumb and turn into the actual Minotaur. Um, your goal is to save them both, but you have to kind of like balance things well enough to be able to do that, which that's that's a clever concept on its own. Um, Unmazed sort of throws a weird wrinkle into all that because they use your device's light sensor. And so when you want to be helping out Theseus, he's the quote-unquote light character. Hmm. And so you'll be playing in a lit room. If you want to help Asterion, he's the dark character. You have to go into a dark room such that your device's light sensor thinks you're in a dark room. <coughs> I don't know how this is all going to play out. I think it's like a neat idea and it's very gimmicky. And I don't know if it's going to like add to the game or not. I feel like the game was novel enough on its own, trying to balance helping these two people out, um, that you don't really need this sort of light and dark thing or whatever. But also, if I'm playing this game and then I'm like, crap, I got to switch over to the other dude, like I don't have to like go run into a closet or something like that. You know I think I mean? it's a neat idea, though. I mean, like I remember yeah. um, like Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. I thought yeah. that was that was pretty cool. But <laughs> no, we it, got. Uh, I think we got corrected because we talked about this last time. It's not Golden Sun. Golden Sun's a regular ass RPG. Oh yeah, uh, Boktai. I think yeah. was the game uh, that uses the um, the me, sun sensor or whatever. Let me, let me do some live fact checking here. Some live facts. Um, are you sure it wasn't Golden Sun? No, somebody I think emailed us or maybe commented or something like that. But it was like we like. Oh yeah, Boktai. It wasn't Golden. You're right. Yeah, Boktai. The sun um, is in your hand. Because I remember thinking when we talked about last time being like, Golden Sun, that was just a regular game, like just a very good RPG. Um, but I don't remember if it had the sun gimmick or not. But then I'm like, well, it's called Golden Sun. It has to be the one that had the Did sun gimmick. Did you know gimmick. that this isn't like Kojima was a part of this game? Yeah, I remember that actually. Hmm. Uh, I just remember any, thinking it was a cool gimmick, but also. I never played Boktai, yeah. Kind of dumb at the same time. It was like, you're like. <laughs> It, it rode the, the line pretty well. Like, this is pretty neat and it's very stupid, which I don't yeah. know. Well, we'll see how well this turns out. I think it'd be cool maybe if they had like a, oh, I'm not in a situation where I can control the light around me. So can I just switch characters mm -hmm. with a button or something like that? Just so you could like play the game like normal. But um, I don't know if that'll be the case. <clears throat> maybe you can just cover the light sensor on your phone. I mean, it's in the notch, right? I mean, isn't that where the light sensor is? So I guess so. I guess if you want to be that weird and cheat, um, but it's a cool idea. I don't know. Um, you can actually uh, pre-order it right now. If you want, the launch date is June 21st. Um, and actually it's kind of smart. It'll be a free to try game with, uh, <clears throat> you'll be able to play through the first chapter and then you can unlock another five chapters for just a one-time in-app purchase of $4. Um, smart to have this game be free to try first, though, because it's kind of like a unique thing. Yeah. Uh, that way you can be like, oh, this actually is really cool. Awesome, I want to buy it, instead of like, damn, I dropped five bucks on this thing that's stupid, and I hate it. Uh, so we'll see. Anyway, Unmazed, launching June 21st. If anything, points for originality. Um, <coughs> next up, I just wanted to point to our... Divinity Original Sin 2 review and uh, let you know that it's a good game. I haven't played it myself. I don't own an iPad that can play this game. And Shameful. I don't know if I ever will. Shameful. Yeah. But um, 
Mikhail has spent a ton of time playing through this on his iPad Pro, and he's played it on two other consoles before this, so he's super familiar with this game. So I thought it was good that he, somebody that knows what the hell they're doing around here, was uh, the person that took charge on this thing. That's good for a change of pace, right? I know, right? I I don't have to fake my way through a game I can't even play. Um, But anyway, pretty remarkable how much this is the full console and PC game from just a couple years ago on the iPad with like no compromise and doubly impressive when you throw in that it has the same device split screen multiplayer drop in drop out too so we could just walk up to you you're playing on your iPad say you want to play with controllers connect another controller it just splits the game in two and you're suddenly you're playing with a buddy and then they gotta go they can just drop out you go back to what you're doing I don't know. Just everything about it blows my mind and makes me like hover over the button of like the giant 13 inch iPad pros that came out. Now, if I were you, if you really want an iPad, I would get the normal sized iPad pro. Like I have the, um, or had the extra large iPad. It was just too big. It was too big to take anywhere. It it turned into like the coffee table iPad, which is like a weird fucking thing to, to it was just like big and heavy and, basically as heavy as your macbook air so it's like why yeah well that's what i did i i like look at my macbook air which is 13 inch and i'm like when the lid is open you can kind of grab it by the lid and that's an ipad right there like that's basically an ipad and that's a that's a monster yeah um yeah i wouldn't buy not anytime soon i don't know there's no reason i've tried having an ipad before and i just can't get into it i would rather do everything on my phone or I have my laptop right there that's easy enough to use. You know what I mean? And it's not much bigger than an iPad anyway. So I'm just not an iPad person. I think if they released a, um, a iPad Mini Pro, I'd buy that. Because I love the Pro. Or, I mean, yeah, I love the yeah, Mini. It's surprising that the iPad Mini is just kind of... I thought that was such a great form factor. It was just kind of like left to just yeah. like die. It's so weird. It, it feels so good. And I understand that it's kind of like bumping up against like the plus size phones but it's 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 different and i i like the idea of having an ipad that's not like a device that's not my phone right because mm-hmm. whenever i'm like plugging my phone into a controller and playing games or whatever it's also really annoying because you get like texts and things like that yeah. or if you want to look something up on your phone then it's like suddenly in a controller contraption or mm-hmm. whatever there's just various reasons where it's really nice to have a separate device that's like for gaming on yeah what, what like i liked that. about what i like about like having that split is like on my ipad i don't allow any notifications like i don't install yeah. like messaging kind of stuff like i basically use yeah. it as like i use my phone as like my communicating platform and my ipad right. as like my content consumption platform i guess yeah yeah that makes total sense and that's probably where I would fall too, but I just really like the mini size factor. And um, I feel like it would be possible for them to make a super souped up, maybe not iPad Pro, but like more powerful than the one, the last one that they released, which I feel like was a couple years ago now. Right. right. And they just keep kind of like slightly upgrading the internals or, or whatever. So <clears throat> give me a real deal redesigned iPad mini and I'm in. I'm Otherwise, sure I'm they'll do like an M chip refresh of it eventually. It just who knows when that's going to happen. Maybe I don't know. It, it could be too small for that though, too. But I guess when you think of like the M1 chip and how it performs so cool and is so light on battery, 
that that makes it more possible. But still, just uh, I think it's probably they just don't view the uh, like people don't want it. You know, they think people don't want it or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like the iPhone 12 mini where everyone was like, oh, my God, I love this. I held it in my hand and it's the best size phone ever. I'm so happy they went back to this. And you see all the stories. It was like the iPhone 12 mini sold like shit. Yeah. They cut production. Well, I don't even know if there will be one next year and all yeah, this stuff. But, it's like It seemed like everybody really wanted that mini phone, but it didn't sell well. At, so. the, at the same time, though, I, I imagine that's a lot like, you know, when people are, say stuff like, oh, Pokemon Go is dead now. When yeah. I say, okay, well, on the scale of where it used to be, sure. Right. But I'm sure that, like, if you, I don't know if Apple breaks out individual device sales numbers. I don't think they do, but it I wouldn't surprise it, me yeah. if they still sold a just truly unbelievable amount of those phones. It was just a yeah, small percentage yeah. compared to, like, the normal iPhone. Yeah, I've actually struggled. I wanted to get another thing that wasn't in the mini's favor was that it launched like two weeks after the other sizes' phones or whatever. Yeah. The plus size and the mini size both came later. And so for a lot of people, you're kind of like, you get antsy or impatient or you're like, whatever, I'm not going to wait around for that. But then another thing too is I think size-wise, and this is true of small or large phones, um, you really don't know until you can hold one in your hand, Mm -hmm. which you haven't been able to do last year in Apple stores because of the pandemic or whatever. Um, I feel like a lot more people who don't, aren't like nutty tech people like us that are just walking through the mall and going to the Apple store and are like, Oh wow, look at this mini iPhone. This, I love this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Would instantly be like, now I need to have that size yeah, because I felt it and yeah, realized yeah. that it's for me. No, I, I totally agree. Like the, it, the problem with those, like if you look at the actual difference in dimensions, it's like, Oh, why wouldn't you just get the big one? It's like barely yeah. any bigger than the mini one. Right. Like that seems right. silly to, to go smaller, but like, in actuality, like when you have it in your hand in your pocket, it's like, holy shit, this is a huge difference. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's, you know, like a half inch or quarter inch or whatever, you know, it's like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It's sort of the same too with the larger size though. When you hold a regular phone up to a plus size, you're like, that's not that much bigger. Oh, yeah, but when yeah, yeah. you're using it and you're holding it and you're trying to put it in your pocket and stuff, you're like, wow, I feel that it is bigger. Yeah. Um, and you get used to it. I feel like that's the case with any size phone you end up with. But I, I made a... Um, cardboard iphone 12 mini i I feel like i talked about it on the podcast because i had it with me or something i don't know what i did with it but anyway i made a mini because i was like really considering waiting and ordering one because um the regular size is great but i feel like you lose a little i I have trouble with one-handed stuff yeah um upper corner things with one hand i'm doing a weird kind of balance my phone and try to touch it and i'm sure i'll drop it someday you know what i mean try to do that yeah and you're mr uh, no mini case, i feel so like that's... it's entirely one-handed which would be nice that's ballsy but i'm like do i want to be stuck with a mini phone for gaming and using long term for everything else reading the internet like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. um so i did make a cardboard one to kind of try and figure out if it was going to be right for me or not and the second i held the size of the cardboard one it felt perfect. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this size. So if they have a mini this year, I might be tempted. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But an iPad mini I'm sold. So Apple, if you want to make at least one sale, cater to my specific, at least one, (laughs) Yeah, at least one sale. Um, so I threw this in here just because uh, we missed last week and uh, I wanted to talk about it. But hunt down came out for mobile last week and I chose it as the game of the week because it is, Pardon my French, it is fucking awesome. So good. Um, 
this is one of those funny stories where originally this game was announced as a mobile game. And then the people who were making it were like, well, we talked with a publisher and I think we're going to try and yeah, do yeah, PC yeah. too. And then that turned into, well, we're focused on the PC version now only and we'll talk about mobile later. And then it became, oh, we're going to be PC and consoles. And, you know, if maybe the mobile version might come out too. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like one of those situations where you can't really blame them for what they're doing. But as somebody who loves mobile gaming and saw this mobile only awesome looking game coming out and then to find out later, maybe it's not even coming to mobile at all. It, you get hurt about that. You're like, man, what the hell? Like, yeah. But you get it because it's smarter business-wise to target those other platforms first or whatever. So that's what this company did, Easy Trigger Games. And um, they partnered up with uh, Coffee Stain Studios to do the publishing. And um, I'll actually never forget the very first time I played a Nintendo Switch is when they were demoing, demoing this game at GDC. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we all went to that loft that mm-hmm. um, Raw Fury was sharing with Coffee Stain, this cool, like, San Francisco loft where you could just show up and they demo you games. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. But, anyway, we went there and we saw some Raw Fury stuff. That was when they were getting ready to launch Dandara, and um, we played that on the Switch. And that was the first time I had ever held a Switch because it didn't launch until gdc ended like the day it ended is the day it launched did they have a dev unit or <laughs> did they just have like a very they just had it like the day it came out oh i think they did have a dev unit right yeah like, they had no they had dev units yeah yeah yeah. because um, they had like all the it had um labeling and crap on the back to like yeah, that's, right, that's right but anyway um but yeah i remember coming home um GDC and I, the Switch launched that Friday. It was like a March second or something like that, and um, we stayed until Saturday. And so I remember taking the train home on, home on Saturday, and Pam was working, and I actually called my buddy and was like, "Hey, can you pick me up from the train station? Also, can you take me to Best Buy? Yeah. I have Switch pre-ordered, and I need to pick it up. And I'm sort of scared they're going to just give it to someone else if I don't go get that thing. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, um. Hunt Down was being shown the PC version, and I actually played it with one of the p- people from Easy Triggers. I don't remember his name, but he was super nice and played the game for a while because it was so cool. It's really like, um, not I don't want to say like a run and gun game like Contra, but it kind of is in some ways. But it's also kind of like an action platformer game or whatever. But it really reminds me of like those side scrolling you know, platform shooters that were like rampant on like Super Nintendo yeah. Genesis back in the day. Yeah, it's got like a look and feel too that's kind of like the, I don't know, we've talked about this before, like new retro, you know, where it's like yeah. a retro game, but like with like modern flair to it that I, I don't yeah, know, I always like, really like that. It does a lot of cool graphical things that wouldn't have been possible on 16-bit or even like 32-bit, but um, it also is very much rooted in that style. And I like to describe it as like, if video games kept progressing, but 3D never became a thing, then this is like what games would look like now. It's like really fancy pixel art 2D games. Um, But anyway, it looks beautiful. It's got really cool particle effects and stuff like that. Uh, Lots of gore, lots of explosions. Just a badass game all around. And it plays super well on um, touch. You actually can fully customize your controls and everything. Although once you, it, it has controller support. Once you play with the controller, it definitely feels well, m- better suited to a controller. But mm. if you were in a pinch and have your controller and want to play it, or you just don't own a controller, it's perfectly serviceable with touch controls. 
Um, and just a really good, good game. Just like uh, really well designed in terms of like being able to go back and and uh, replay things and try for better, uh, you know, achievements and stuff like that. It's just good all around. Um, yeah, I think that this, if if they hadn't have done like the reverse launch where it launched on PC and everything first and it was coming out now, this yeah. would probably be an Apple Arcade game, right? I could totally see that, except maybe for how gory and stuff oh, it is. yeah, but, I guess. But yeah, no, it's like got that, it's that level of polish. Yeah, it just like, has like the like really good like aesthetic that's like, oh, this is like a game that had resources and stuff behind it, yeah. not like a random kind of and if you go back you can go back and look at our coverage of this game because i think it was announced in 2016 originally um if you, you can go back and look at their original trailer and it looks like not a totally different game but you can definitely tell this is a game that has been iterated yeah. and like honed in on over the years and had people come in and redo certain things and add certain things and whatever and what you get in the end is something that's like so polished that because it's had that time behind it right which um, if they had released in 2016 like they had planned, it probably still would have been really cool, but it would have definitely been like, a, um, you know, a, a much simpler, less impressive and less polished game, I would say. I don't think it would be the game it is now. And so for those reasons, yeah. Yeah, it got sucked out to wait five years for the mobile version. But I'm glad it went through all those growing pains on other platforms and had a publisher step in and, and it took as long as it did um, just because the finished product's so good. So. Anywho, Hunt Down came out last week. It is free to try, and then you can unlock the whole game for nine bucks, which is uh, super worth it. Uh, but because it's free, no reason not to try it out. It's super cool. I think you'll be impressed if you like these types of games. So. Yeah, yeah. And then the, uh, the last thing I had to talk about this week, which was also from a last week's story, is that Sony's boss, Jim Ryan, everyone loves Jim Ryan, um, came out and said during like a... Uh, investor meeting or one of those sort of things uh, that they were exploring bringing their PlayStation franchises to mobile in a bigger way, which I don't know. That's sort of like a duh. Uh, I haven't ready. And they yeah. have. Already, so strap in for knack too. Yeah. I mean, PlayStation has been in the mobile mix for a long time. I feel like near the beginning of iPhones, even they've had yeah. different, different mobile stuff happening. Um, but I think maybe going forward, what he means by this is um, more akin to what you were talking about, where when a big game gets announced, it's just like, where's the mobile version? Mm -hmm. It's going to start being a normal thing. Like, yeah, we're going to release it. And then we're going to also have either a, a mobile client that runs the same game or a mobile version of this big IP that we're, we're making console and PC games for. Right. right. Uh, so, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn is thrown out there. MLB The Show is thrown out there. And then they have, like, uh, God of War. All, all of their, like, um, Sony-exclusive IPs or whatever could very work very well as mobile spinoff games or, you know, using mobile better than they have thus far. So um, the big boss man at Sony says mobile's going to be more of a thing with yeah, it's interesting to think like what direction they would go if they would kind of go like the nintendo route where they sort of do these like weird sort of free-to-play spin-off sort of things yeah. i don't know and one of the um the uh examples that we talk about in this story is the uh run sackboy run and uh i thought that game was awesome i thought it was fun and like it wasn't little big planet but it was like really good graphics the same graphics yeah and it was like it suited a runner well 
And so I was like, that's a really cool game, and I liked it. There was a lot of stuff to unlock and, and whatever. Why didn't that become more of a thing? Like, I don't even – can you even – you can't get that anymore, can you? I don't think so. Maybe? I really – I feel like it was – oh, shit. It's still available? <sighs> yeah, you can still get Run, Sack Boy, Run. It had to be updated by Apple. Oh jeez! <laughs> bring it up to up to date because it hasn't been touched since 2014. But um, there you go. It's uh, it's free. You should go try Run Sackboy Run if you haven't tried it yet. Um, I'm surprised that that's still around. But anyway, that that would be like an example of like why aren't you doing more of that right. type of stuff, right? right? Right. Like why isn't there a really good like free to play take on God of War or something like that, like a dungeon crawling hack and slash. Like everyone else is doing, make that, but with God of War stuff and bada bing, bada boom. So probably what they will end up doing with a lot of their stuff. And oh yeah, there's an Uncharted runner too, like a Temple Run yeah. game. Oh no, it's not a Temple Run game; it's a puzzle game. Yeah, like it, that. Well, that's how that Knack game was. Remember, that was like this weird like yeah. match three that had like absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah, um, that was right when the PS4 launch, wasn't it? And then you could so. like unlock things in the ps4 game matching if i recall correctly it was like um there was something weird with that game where it was like it leaked on the app store that there was a knack game coming or something like that and it was like holy shit like knack is coming to mobile and everyone got all excited yeah and then it was like oh no like the lamest iteration of this game imaginable is coming yeah Man, I, I guess I never played. I never played. I haven't had a PlayStation system since PS2. So I've never played the Uncharted games, even though oh that's one of their. I know. I hear they're amazing. Um, so I'm, I don't think I ever. You really haven't played any of them? No, I don't have a PS3 or 4 or 5. Oh, my God, dude. Like, that's Why honestly not? worth buying just for those games. I have um, heard. They're particularly if you've never played any of them. Holy shit! Like they're outstanding and they've aged really well. I think a lot of people are speculating because they've had such success with things like Horizon Zero Dawn. But um, a lot of people think that those games are going to come to PC, and then I'll be all over it. But anyway, oh yeah. So I don't think I now you're Mister Hardcore PC Gamer. I I am PC Master Race over here. but this Uncharted game actually looks really cool. It makes it reminds me of the Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go and stuff like that, where it's like they're utilizing their IP in these really clever ways with these really awesome like mobile originals. That kind of looks like what this Uncharted game looks like too, like just a good puzzle game, but built in the Uncharted universe. Um, surprised you don't hear more about that. I don't know. Maybe there's legions of fans for that that I just am not aware of. But. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, hopefully Sony does some more of that stuff. That's what they say. And uh, I think I'm going to die. So I think we should wrap up the uh, the podcast. I hope not well, really die. I should mention. In, in memory of Jared Nelson, this is where we end the video version of the podcast with just like a black and white slideshow of different photos of you like laughing. I will remember you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, we have. Uh, I have six more hours to go before I officially turn forty. So hopefully, I can make it six hours. Hey, you know, don't jinx yourself. You'll you'll be like, oh my god, just ten minutes before oh, I turn forty, yeah. I better go out and check the mail. Weeks. And then another yeah. car hits your house and just pancakes you. 
I mean, maybe. Let's hope not. Let's hope I make it at least to forty, and then we'll we'll deal with things after that once we get there. But yeah, making it to forty, hopefully. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Again, sorry we missed last week's episode, but uh, hopefully. You enjoyed this one, and then we should be around for next week to talk about all that Playdate news. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. yeah, in a big way. <clears throat> Anywho, thanks again. And uh, as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by uh, doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And we'll get a little piece of anything you'd be buying through Amazon anyway. We'll keep it out of that greedy Jeff Bezos's pockets. Although he's out of there, what, July 5th? That's his last day or something yeah, like you that? see he's getting some yacht that's like a bazillion dollars. What? Jeff yeah. Bezos spending a lot of money on something? I do not believe, believe it. Believe it or not. Believe it. Uh, and as always, you can uh, check out Game Club by using the banner on our front page and uh, do a 30-day free trial of the world's greatest gaming subscription service hell yeah uh yeah all that stuff so thanks again for listening and we'll be back with another episode of the touch arcade show next week see ya